This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move, and throws, and touchdown! Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> hey, 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 folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldogson, with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. What's up, buddy? I love this jersey. I know. It's nice, isn't it? It's a good look. The patches are on. You are ready for the season. I'm ready to rock. Let's not forget Kyle, the coach, Duggan. Guys, today's a big day. Yeah? It is. It's Kevin's last year in his 30s. This is big (laughs) birthday for Uh, Kevin Duggan. I am just looking over the abyss that is 40 (laughs) and the rest of my life. Just like, oh, oh. Just don't look back. Don't look behind you because. <laughs> oh, like, man. pull me back, guys. Somebody pull me back. Yeah. That's right, folks. It's Kev Huggin' Duggan's birthday today. When this episode goes up, it's past. So don't wish him a happy birthday down <laughs> yeah. in the comments. If I see one happy birthday down <laughs> in the, the comments. How dare you? Oh, you're, you're fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, folks. We've got a big, hefty episode lined up for you, folks. We've got a Bolt Insight, a Fan Focus, a Bolt Beat, and... And ask Bolt fam, how do we I, do it? I, I I think we should mention who the Bolt inside is, just in case somebody's like, ah, oh, man, that's too much. I don't know if I want to. The floor there. is yours, <laughs> sir. Well, yeah, Sean motherfucking Merriman. Okay, Ooh! he's here. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> so just wait for that to happen <laughs> before you turn us off. <laughs> yeah, wait. Before don't you turn the lights out. <laughs> yeah, don't turn these lights Listen, out until keep lights them out. On. Yeah. Cripes. <laughs> We're here for you, you know. Um, all right, gang, let's start it off up here at the top. We've had our first preseason game, not the Chargers, but the NFL in general has had their first preseason game. What a it's feeling. The, what a feeling. It's the uh it's the football hall of fame game. And in that hall of fame game, we finally saw, we finally saw it finally happened. Don Coriel getting inducted rightfully so into the hall of fame yes so excited for that dude it has been just years and years of us being on this podcast and this comes around this time of year like why isn't he in why isn't he in he's he changed the way football is played and we are the league we're in right now is because of him and now he's got a golden statue right where it belongs on that wall in the hall in canton no, it was very it was a very emotional moment uh dan fouts uh on inducting Don Coriel said, simply put, Eric Coriel changed the game on both sides of the ball. One cannot write the history of the National Football League without the contributions of Coach Coriel. Uh, huge. I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, it's like what player has, like, players are good. Like, there's a lot of really good players in the Hall of Fame. But they don't, re- they're one of a kind. You can't duplicate what they did. They don't yeah. change everything. Yeah. You know, like, 
the offense that he decided to be bold enough to go out there and just be like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to throw the ball downfield. And I just believe that good things are going to happen if we do it enough. Yeah. Um, like that takes a lot of nuts and that's what the off, that's what the NFL is now. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what, that's all that we do is throw the ball downfield. Everyone knows that big plays are how you win games. It's not run the ball 70 times a game. And then you take a couple of shots. It's we're going to take a bunch of shots and then run the ball a couple of times. It's and. I started with that air Coriel offense. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know how this took so long. It it blows my mind. It really does. Finally yeah. here. Yeah. That's all that matters. Sadly, we lost uh, Don Coriel back in 2010, I believe. And so yeah. it was his daughter that came up to accept the jacket. And there was a really nice video that got posted of her seeing his, uh, his bust in the actual Hall of Fame, like watching and walking. It was really an emotional really, emotional, really sweet yeah. moment, but yeah. hey, he's there now. Congratulations uh, to the Coriel family. Charger Forever. The Forever in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Rightfully so. Um, and then Eric Kendricks. Uh, there was a new article uh, from Lindsay Theory on ESPN.com on why Eric Kendricks is critical to the Chargers' defensive ambitions. Um, definitely go check it out. Uh, Staley had this to say on Kendricks. Uh, there's some times where you just feel like you've known someone a lot longer than you have. And he's one of those players that I have never coached, but I felt like I knew his game. I think we knew that we were going to have a special thing and that the fit was right. As a linebacker, he's a very complete player. He can key diagnose, uh, concept trigger, open field tackle, box tackler, passing game blitzer. He just brings a lot to the table. And I mean, that's what you need. That's what your linebacker has to be. Like, yeah, that's the whole point of a linebacker is they have to be able to do everything. That's why it's a really, really difficult position. But it's like defensive line. It's like pin your ears back and go. DBs, you know that your primary job is to stop the pass. The the linebackers have to do everything, and there's only yeah. one or two of them on the field at a time because it's such a difficult position to play. Mm-hmm. If you could have seven linebackers and they could cover like a DB, like that's what you would want because those guys can stop the run and get out in the pass. So it's just hard. It's it's a very difficult position to find because you have to be so big and strong to be able to defend the run and take on blocks and get off of lead blockers at the same time being able to drop into coverage without being a liability. Like Denzel Perryman was a liability in pass coverage, but he could thump in the box, you know, mm-hmm. like, but that's not what help is that because then you know that when they're going to go to throw, if he's on the field, that's a disadvantage. So they know that too. You have to have the guy that can do both. So, I mean, it's, it's huge. And it's, it's cool as a coach, you know, there's a certain, there's certain types, like there's players that are certain types, the way that they, the way that they work, the way that they play, the way that they communicate with other players. Um, so it's cool to hear um, coach Staley be able to fit him into that. Like, I know this guy. We're going to hit the ground running. It's not going to take a long time for us to figure things out. You seem to have a lot of admiration for the linebacker. What did you play in high school? Again? Yeah, I played linebacker. It's, yeah, it sounds a little biased. Honestly, besides the quarterback, linebacker's most important. They're the meat of the sandwich on defense. The D linemen are the bread. Roast DBs beef. are some bread. Let's go. What kind of a sandwich that doesn't have any meat? Come on. <laughs> this isn't a BLT, man. We're talking roast beef. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not on a diet, man. We need some no. big chunky yeah. <laughs> roast yeah. beef full meat. We have the meats. <laughs> um yeah, great, great point there, Kyle. Yeah, and uh sure, Derek Ansley, uh the defensive coordinator, said he takes command of the middle and has been a calm presence in there. It's been really good for us. 
And Great Derek calm is good. Calm is good. Defensive coordinator. That's right. Yeah, let's Derek not lose our heads yet. Yeah. Season hasn't even started. Yeah. Uh, Khalil Mack on Kendrick said, talk about knowledge and the experience of having him in the middle. You can already hear the voice and the power and inflection in his voice. Whenever he is calling the calls and putting people into position, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun playing with him. These are the important quotes. The the guys that are veterans themselves that are yeah. are reliant on him to get that information. Like to you know hear Khalil say that about him is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, that's what it is. That the coach talks about playing connected. You know, like everyone playing connected. The same is true. Like linebackers and defensive line. DBs play a play a part in stopping the run, but they should play a very minimal, like the box has already done their job and bounced it outside to the DBs. So they play a part in the run, but really it's the defensive line and the linebackers being connected. If Cleo Mack is talking like when you, as a defensive lineman, you're just look, you're not looking back to hear calls, right? Your eyes are, I need to read this guy. So I know where to go. Mm-hmm. You're getting those confident calls, the checks with like a little bit of, I don't know, like a little bit of gusto to him. Like, I, this is what you're doing. Don't like do this. I, cause I'll be there. You just have to get to the right spot. Um, it's huge for confidence. Like, I'm going to play this cause I know I'm going to get to my right spot. I know Eric's going to get to the right spot and we're going to be able to do it instead of having to try to do too much. So, I mean, yeah, hearing that kind of stuff from Cleo Mack is that's huge because our running game was so pathetic last year. Yeah. And it would be really sad if it was just a lack of like confident communication. Big time. Yep. Um, and then uh, Joey Bosa on Kendrick saying, having a guy like Eric running the defense is special. Uh, he's a great leader out there. I think he's going to facilitate the defense in a way that we haven't had. Shots fired. Uh, and wow. I was just thinking that, is that shots fired or is that yeah. just uber confidence? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That, sorry, I, don't think it was, I don't think it was a potential shot. I think that's like a accidental I, in the friendly sights. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry. That wasn't he wasn't like thinking like yeah, Drew Tranquil was, wasn't good at doing it, but in his, that's what he said. Yeah, that's what you he know? said. That's, that's it's what out said. there. That's what yeah. I love about Joey Bosa is he just says it sometimes, not thinking about what the you know ramifications yeah. of it would be, and the ramifications <laughs> yeah. are. Sorry, Drew, we apologize on Joey's behalf. Yeah, Joey, yeah. Well, he he's had, the chief now, so yeah, you can I, suck it. Yeah, yeah. suck it. it. Suck it. Yeah. Joey had the gun lined up, and then Drew Trinkle was like, hey, guys, like, walked right into the front of the gun, and boom, yeah, yeah. shot. Sorry. Yeah, hey, sorry, sorry, Drew. I had the gun. It was pointed. You walked didn't right in front there. of it. And I didn't hear you either. <laughs> you must not be a good communicator. <laughs> didn't hear you either. <laughs> wow. Apparently, Kevin had his gun out, too, right next sorry, to Joey. Sorry, my, my misfire, sorry. If Joey's shooting, Kevin's shooting. Oh, I'm coming behind him with the gusto. Headshot. Yeah. Double kill. <laughs> Running riot. All right. And then uh, Eric Kendricks, his quote, the quote about him, saying, I've been getting the calls out quick. We've been getting lined up and playing football. I haven't made really any big plays for me. Personally, I'm just doing my job. I'm trying to do it at a high level. Yeah, I remember hearing that quote in the interview. It was it was like they were trying to tell Eric how much the other players have talked like about him. enjoying playing yeah. with him. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, I haven't really done anything great. I'm <laughs> that's really that's that's the way he made it sound. It was like I'm making the calls and getting people lined up, but I haven't really made any big plays. So well, I guess you guys have cool. been really lacking some guidance <laughs> over here. You love me that much. You guys so are you guys really are so fired nice. up about wow. Why are you so fired up about my ripping <laughs> calls, guys? Uh, you got a beautiful voice. I uh, thank you. I appreciate it. 
Um, I, I think it's interesting too, because I don't know if it was ever really solidified. I, I, maybe it was, maybe I'm forgetful that Eric Kendricks might be the guy with the green dot out there. I know that Drew Tranquil was that guy a couple times. Derwin James right. has been that guy a couple times. It was kind of, it was kind of, it, it was kind of all over the place last year. A few different people had yeah, it. Now it's right. like, all right, Eric Kendricks, he's got the dot. That's the, he's dot. the veteran. He knows how to make these calls. He knows how to, like Kyle said, like just telling these guys what it is that they need to be looking out for. So I guess he's learning the playbook pretty well as well. Like there's that part's not becoming an issue either. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone is like. Oh, Staley's playbook is so hard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Just got to read it top to bottom, left yeah, to right. Left to right. Just never not skip over any pages, and I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Really exciting, though, uh, for Eric Hendricks. I mean, honestly, it makes you question, like, how how did the Vikings let this guy go if everybody has got so many great things to say about this guy? Like, what happened? Like, I know that they've got Justin Jefferson. I'm sure his contract <laughs> is going to be massive. Um, it was, and I Kirk saw, Cousins I, a pretty peasant as well. I saw a few people are talking, you know, and it sounded like bitter. Like, we, he's the best linebacker in the league. We would have kept him if he was better in coverage, is what hmm. I've seen a couple Vikings fans say. It okay. sounds like Vikings fans that are pretty bummed that he's gone and, like, coming up with, like, the few times he got <laughs> maybe got, you know, missed in coverage. Mm, but that, that seems sense. to be. The, it sounded like it was a money thing. That was a, cap, you know, cap casualty. Just cap casualty, yeah. yeah. Well, glad we've got the the space to hire such an awesome veteran. Um, and then with training camp going on, we've got a couple of quotes uh, from some of the coaches and players, starting with Coach Staley on Sunday's scrimmage. Said it felt a lot like camp out there. It looked a lot, <laughs> looked like a lot <laughs> like camp out there, just the healthy competition. Again, oh, we got all of the situations covered. There's a lot of good players on the field. That's what I see. I see the execution in both phases. That is a group that now we get to go get ready to play a game against somebody else. We have to transition our training camp now, our phase to get kind of ready for a game week. I like the way this group is working. They've been very professional. I like the team chemistry and the spirit and we're taking the practice field with. I think we're improving every time out there. That's what's important to us. I've I've been loving seeing on social media and they really the the narrative if you will has been Offense one day, defense answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offense answers, defense answers. Yeah. Like it's this true back and forth. There's not one pr- team getting dominated. It's whoever's executing the best. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And that's pretty great to hear that you know we're that competitive with each other. And you know, talking to a few people that have been to the camp, they're just like they seem like they're just pissed off. Like there's just a different kind of energy than previous camps. Good from some of the people I've talked Good. to. Good. I mean, well, given the way that the last game went, they should be pissed off. They should be coming out there with a chip on their shoulder and yeah, watching, watching both sides. Like, I don't, I don't know the full story since I wasn't there, but just like, you know, offense is making catches. All right. Defense, you got to do pushups. Okay. Defense, broke up a pass. All right. Keenan Allen, you're doing pushups. Challenging each other. Yeah. Um, And then outside linebacker Khalil Mack on mentoring and leading a young player like Tuli Tui Palatu said you try not to overwhelm him. There's a lot of different intangibles when it comes to playing on the edge. Knowing that he played at a high level at the college level, I know the game will come to him, but it's going to take some time getting used to playing against guys like Rashawn Slater and Trey Pipkins. This is one of those things where he's going to come into his own and you have to let him flourish and not try to do too much coaching. 
It's a good, good guy to be behind, right? Cleo Max <laughs> is your mentor, guidance. You're probably going to get up to speed a lot faster than if you didn't oh, yeah. have him and Joey. Yeah, you're going to yeah, be learning it, with we Cleo do have Mac. Two leaders, though. Like, those are two leaders that it's like a watch me. Don't like, don't ask too many questions. Don't bug me. Just watch what I do and let's go get after it type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy to hear, too. Tuli got an, interviewed by um, Harry and Matt Smith for the podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, and he talked about how, like, some of the competition would be good. He's like, but I haven't beat Rashawn yet. Like, I haven't beat Rashawn in a single rep. Wow. No one can beat Rashawn Slater on an individual. <laughs> God bless. I'm yeah. pretty Matt, just Matt Money Smith said he has not seen a single person beat him in a rep in individual in individual drills. My yeah. goodness. He just he lost one time to Cleo Mack in team and that was it. In team, yeah. But not in Indies. Wow. It's wild. <laughs> God. Insane. And that it, we didn't have him at all last year. And there are, there's been a lot a few plus some of our bigger name players the last week and or so have been uh, out due to illness. Is that I'm wondering yeah. if that is the the C word, you know what I mean? Like that sounds like that might be running around LA right now. So hopefully everybody's yeah, hard okay. to say. Hard to say. Yeah. The damn Taylor Swift concert. Damn it, Taylor. <laughs> Come on, Taylor. All these outsiders into into LA. Bringing your just, yucky journeys. <laughs> all these Swifties out here. Ew. <laughs> Cooties. Um, Speaking of which, my wife is at the Taylor Swift concert right now. Have fun, hey, babe. Enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> Don't get sick. Don't get sick. <laughs> um, all right. And then offensive coordinator Kellen Moore on if he's seeing Herbert see the big picture in the passing game. Uh, Moore said, just a big picture thought process by him. I think that has been excellent. Just him understanding the defense, him understanding what we're trying to accomplish with a play call and the different adjustments that he may be able to utilize during a particular play. I think his vision, his presence, and his command has been excellent. Anybody else just feel like it's a different Justin Herbert? Yeah, 100%. He, he seems so much more relaxed and like totally conversational with reporters and also with like, after the play, when they do the mic'd up, like Keenan had a mic'd up, and it's like after the play, it's like, oh yeah, I saw that. We should have done this, that, or like, hey, you beat that guy too hard. Like, give it another second. I just feel like maybe they just didn't allow us to see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just seems like he's more comfortable to be able to like, I'm one of the guys now. I'm not just a little kid from Oregon trying to earn my spot. Like now, I make a gajillion dollars, and I'm allowed to have a say. Yeah. And it's it's weird too, because I can't put my finger on it. But his post, like his pressers, or when they yeah, interview just him, different. He sounds different. I don't. I know that's like, oh wow, you're trying to find something better about Justin Herbert now. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe I am, but it just seems different. Like <laughs> sue me, yeah. Go come at me. So what? Yeah. <laughs> so what? <laughs> he just sounds different. I don't know how to put my finger on it. Um, and it's exciting. Hopefully, that was the last year, the full maturity. Let's. We experienced this crushing defeat and you don't ever want to feel that again. And you're going to take the reins and we're going to go do this. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. I, I I'm hoping that the reason that he sounds different and feels different and all of these things that we're talking about is because of Kellen Moore. I hope that yeah. that is the reason that Maybe. now that you have an offensive coordinator that knows how to talk you to this guy, Boise Homer, listen, if they're doing commercials, <laughs> it, they, did, they did commercials before Kellen Moore was even hired. So there was already some kind of like camaraderie between these two guys. They understood each other. They could talk to each other. They yeah. could be silly and let their hair down around each other. Now. Hey, guess what? Kellen Moore's the offensive coordinator. Now you got to, now you guys got to work together. It's not like Kellen Moore's his boss. It's like, Hey, 
you're a quarterback. I'm a quarterback. Hey, We're man, let's. <laughs> you're a really good one, too. So let's work together. Let's come up with some good plays. Let's have some fun out there. Let's do what we do best. So maybe he's having more fun. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that, that's that could be through. it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought, just a theory. But we also had like 400 coaches, apparently. Chase Daniels was a coach. Yeah, exactly. Lombardi was a coach. <laughs> like everyone, he had like a million coaches to report to. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's got Too one. many cooks in the kitchen. Now, yeah. Kellamore, Justin Herbert, let him cook. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Austin Eckler on Justin Herbert said, in my opinion, this has to be Justin's biggest step as far as understanding the game. Me hearing him out there, he understands the protections now uh, he's seeing it. He's switching calls, not that he hasn't in the past, but now he's really on it right away. It's just that communication in the backfield that we used to have with Philip, who was like <gasps> 17 years in that I'm starting to see with Herbert right now. Don't you dare, Austin Eckler. Goosebumps. Don't you, Goosebumps. Don't you name drop <laughs> Philip Rivers in reference to Justin it came Herbert. came out you so naturally. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. But he's always been, honestly, Austin's said very critical things. I think probably most critical of his quarterback of any of the players on the team. Because in interviews, he'll say stuff about Justin. He's still coming along. He's got a lot of work, a lot of work out of him. This is the first time where he's like, all right. Let's go. I'm There's starting some, to see some. Yeah, I'm not veteran. I'm not feeling qualities. like the senior here anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, he's a equal now in terms of understanding what we're doing. So yeah, I just when I heard this, I was like, so I was. Like, it brought the old <laughs> with the new, and it was nice. <laughs> so obviously, these are all great things to hear from uh, from training camp, and it's all leading up to our first preseason game for the Chargers happening this Saturday, folks. At 6 p.m. Pacific, it's going down. Rams, Chargers, Cannot first believe. preseason game. I can't believe in five, from when we're talking right now, five days, mm -hmm. we're going to see our Chargers on TV playing football. We're going to yeah. see, we're going to see a Charger wearing a jersey that says Duggan, Duggan. on the back of it. We I, are. I could not <laughs> want any more. That, that is the perfect birthday present. <laughs> Uh, so exciting. Yeah, the game's going to be on NFL Network. Uh, Rams and the Chargers will both be resting their starting quarterbacks. So yeah, we'll definitely see some Max Duggan, it's, Easton Stick action. I mean, even back in the day before the resting everyone was a thing, the first preseason game was like a rest everyone kind yeah, of Yeah, no one so played that one. It's just, that's, that's just the expectation. But I don't think anyone cares. No. You, could put, you could put Kevin out there and I'll watch the game. I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just want to see... Charger uniforms and helmets <laughs> yes. on a football field. Big yeah. time. Really looking forward to that. And uh, the Rams, I guess, are holding about 35 players out as a precaution. Uh, I don't know how many the Chargers are going to be holding out. Like a, it's probably going to be pretty up there, too. You got pop on our team. You got to have players playing both ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently the Chargers are favored by three. Let's go. In take, a game. The, take the over. <laughs> If you're betting on a preseason game, yeah. Away team, so yeah. Away team at SoFi. <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, it is crazy, like, the makeup of the Rams. They have they have 14 draft picks this year. Geez. So they have 14 brand-new drafted players and 20 undrafted free agents. Woo! So that Super Bowl run where they went and picked up everybody that, that was available, <clears throat> those guys are all gone. Leonard Floyd's gone. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Yeah. I mean, this is very much so... Uh, 
new team. We're going to put these guys out there and see what they got type of game. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, these guys are going to be, they're balling. Like they Hungry, know that they, yeah. they're potentially playing for a starting spot. hundred percent. Like These guys are not out there like, Oh, look, let me try to make the team. They're like, I need to put my best, best foot forward. Cause I might start on this team here come week one. So oh, yeah, um, that it's not going to be any type of let off the gas from the Rams for sure. I mean, any team, the Chargers the same. Um, just as a reminder to go through some of like the the battles that we'll be watching, because we're not going to see any of the studs. Um, be fun to see Quentin Johnson out there for a little bit. I doubt we will. Um, but the running back battle, those guys are playing. Oh yeah. Outside of Austin Eckler, all those guys are going to be getting reps. So seeing what they're able to do. Um, the DB battle. I don't know. I like, do you guys think they're going to be playing that nickel star competition? That's just going to be an all camp thing. I just can't imagine they're going to be playing a ton of guys right now. Like, I really don't. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be kind of the, you know, the back end. I think you you might get a couple of the starters, like a low he and some of these guys playing, you know, the first couple series or maybe a quarter or something like that. But I think we're going to get the back end of our roster and we'll see how good we are. I think that's something we've all wanted to see having the depth that we haven't really ever had. We never, the last yeah. like five or six years, we do not win these preseason games because right. we just don't have the depth. So let's see what right. this depth's all about and how well we can compete with the other, you know, backups. The one league. battle that will happen is that kicker battle. So that will be one thing to keep your eye on is to see if we take a couple chances with some deep kicks to see if Dicker's got it in him. Yeah, the new, the new totally. one. Totally. He just didn't have a whole lot of opportunities for those long distance field goals last year. So, and then obviously you have all of our our whole draft class. They should be playing. Yeah. Outside of Quentin, Tooley's going to play. Yeah. yeah. Dion Henley, Darius Davis will be really fun to watch Scott in preseason. Matlock. Oh, um, Matty. Scott Matlock. <laughs> oh, Jordan oh, yeah. McFadden, I heard rumors was they had working at center. And left which tackle. Which would be huge. He's all over the place. Yeah, uh, because nobody was very pleased with the backups clap. that we had at center no. last year. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going to be watching when it comes to the preseason game is that offensive line because we've already seen that Trey Pipkins is dealing with uh, I think knee issues and the I sickness have a bad as well. Feeling about this, listen. Somebody got paid. I want to see. I want to see what Foster Sorrell can do because he had some time with Duke Manny Weather this off season. So I want to see if he maybe picked up some some pointers there. Uh, I'm curious to see who all lines up. If it's Brendan Hymas, if it's McFadden, uh, if if Salier ends up out there for some reason. So um, I, that's the line that are the players that I'm really going to be keeping an eye on it, and the running back. I think those are going to be really fun to see. And I think this preseason I, game. So we're going to be start doing our two episodes a week here pretty soon. Leading mm-hmm. that, like once right, right as we get close to the season, this is when when, when we would normally do our predictions for the the <laughs> you know what we think the game's going to be. Let's just yeah. knock one out real quick. Bolt. Bolt predictions. What do you think? Oh, geez. Let's go. Kyle, you go oh, first. Oh, geez. Okay, I'll just rip one off. 24 right. 17. Gun of vomit. <laughs> do it. 24 17 Chargers. Darius Davis runs one back. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Adam, you go. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 18. 1810. 1810. <laughs> a lot of field goals, huh? 18 is the weirdest number. <laughs> yeah. A lot of field goals. And then what's your. And then uh, I'm going to say uh, Max Duggan gets a two point conversion. Nice. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll take it. I'm going to go 28 7 Chargers. And I'm going Thule is getting two sacks. Nice. Nice. It's on. Sweet. Okay. It's a blow. Oh, it's going to be a blowout. Two. We're a better team all around than the Rams are right now. Their starters are going to be draft picks this year so we're, we're gonna beat some ass 
Well, we are a better podcast now that we've got new <laughs> Patreon members to shout out. Let's go. Uh, we just got Bolt Gal as Welcome our newest Patreon party. subscriber. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bolt Gal, for joining us. And if you want to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash charge or chat, check out all the funny videos and exclusive interviews, folks. We've had a couple interviews now. We've got a couple more coming up. <laughs> There's one coming up. I'm like, it's in the back of my mind and I'm already panicking and it's two days away. It's, <laughs> this is such a stressful time of my life right now. It's let's just say it's a big name. We'll just say that, first ballot when it, when it comes up, it's going to be a first ballot. So there's a, a lot of exclusive content coming on over at patreoncom slash charger chat. So check it out. And if you don't want to go over there, that's fine. We're not high-pressure salesmen. You can go on over to chargerchat.com. Always be selling. <laughs> Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, uh, hoodies, and stickers. Uh, you can chat it up with our other Charger Chat of Tears <laughs> in the members section and ask questions and ask Bolt fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, gang, it is time for our Bolt Insight. I hope you paid your electric bill because it's oh, about wait. to be. You mean this? Uh oh, forgive me. Just got dark in here. Lights out. I'm back. <laughs> I had to lean too far. I didn't have the, quite the effect. No, that wasn't quite as smooth as, as you wanted. Sorry, it that be. wasn't the intro you deserved, uh, Sean Merriman. We got Sean Merriman. Let's go to Sean Merriman. <laughs> As soon as the clock starts, your ass is mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Well, come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Inside, and the man is back. Lights out, Sean Merriman. What is going on, Sean? What's up, my man? Just, uh, just getting after it. That's about it. I love it, man. I love it. I love having you on, getting to chat chargers and everything that's going on with you. So I want to kick this off because it's kind of an exciting year. A lot of excitement for this offense, man, like the new offensive coordinator, the new toys, all the new stuff from the draft. But this defense, I, I want to get your opinion on this defense because we're only going to be as good, in my opinion, as this defense will allow us to be to a certain extent. So like, what are your thoughts on how this defense can go from like the basement of rankings as we were last year to where we need to be this year to compete? Number, number one thing, man, health. I mean, I mean, it's. I know it sounds simple and cliche and all that, but the truth of the matter is, if they're healthy, they're going to be significantly better than they were last year. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to the game and I'm watching them, and, and I'm like, okay, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa spent what half the time on the field together at the same time. They were hurt interior. Uh, J.C. Jackson went down with with his knee, and this it was so many moving parts there, man. It's hard to get a good rhythm. Um, when you don't have your best guys on the field, you know, and, and two, by the way, you know, depth is going to be important, right? You know, to give these guys a breather. If somebody do go down for a couple of games, that that backup guy, that, that second guy, has to be able to go in there and perform where it's not that big of a drop off. So I'm just looking at this team, man. It's so stacked, and, and I'm trying not to fall in like the media hype and all. You know, I'm yeah. not trying to fall in that because of how stacked they are and Derwin James and all. You know, just. 
Don't fall into the hype. Health is the number one thing because those guys healthy, they're going to have a great year. Yeah, it's exciting. And and who they added, you know, this year, especially at the linebacker position with Eric Kendricks coming over from Minnesota and then picking up a guy who I want to get your opinion on him, Dayon Henley, a guy that ha- doesn't have much experience as a linebacker coming in and looking really great at camp so far. Like, what is it like, do you think, for to have a guy like that on our team? Well, you know, first off, Kendricks, man, um, when he got picked up, you know, I'm close friends with him. I hit him up. I was like, oh, okay, I'll see you soon. LOL, right? Um, and so I think um, people are not talking about that enough. And what's what a veteran like that does coming into an already stacked defense. And yeah, you're going to take a bit of a hit with Drew Tranquil. He had a really good year last year. Great locker room dude. People loved him. Great teammate. All that stuff. You'll take a hit by not having a guy like him around. But when you pick up Kendricks, man, somebody who you know can go out there and get things done, right? He instantly makes your defense better right away with him walking in the door with his veteran leadership and then his capabilities. This guy, he's a he's a problem, right? He's always around the football. What he did for the Vikings for so long, man, um, is the reason why they had that success they did on the defense side of the ball. Now, um, you know, you asked about, about uh, Henley, right? Yeah, yeah, Dan. Yeah, so I, I think a Henley, look, he looks good. And then no doubt about that. He looked, he looked good early on. I just like to see, especially when the pads come on, uh, how guys bodies start doing, you know, this next week, two weeks, their drop off. Can guys battle through, you know, the camp side of things? Because it's it's grueling. It, it really is. I'm not going to lie to you. Camp, even though it's much different than, than it was when I played, it's still grueling on your body and then mentally because you're doing the same thing, repetition every single day. And you got to, you know, kind of stay in it and not fall into a bad practice that you had yesterday. So you want to see these guys uh, overcome those things before you really kind of put a stamp on them. I'm, I'm, I'm just with this defense, this team in general. I'm just trying my best not to fall into the media hype. I know how that works. Yeah, it's it's going to come down. Can guy, can guys go out and get it done? Yeah, for sure. And it's a it's a really good point with the uh, you know Joey and Khalil and some of the injuries that they were facing last year, not being on the field at the same time. What do you think having a full season with those guys, like getting used to each other? And, you know, what what they can do against these quarterbacks. Look, uh, to be honest, um, you know, when they're on the field at the same time, it, this the, the defense is, is completely different. Um, because then at that point in time, you, you got a two-headed monster go out there and take over a game. Any one of those guys can go out there and take over a game. Uh, but also what that does is it frees up a lot of the interior and then Derwin. You start going out there getting creative. When you have your best guys on the field, you can get very creative. And when you don't, you got to just go out and do what you need to do in order to, to surpass and get by. That's what they were doing later on in the season when Khalil and, and Joey went on the field. J.C. Jackson went down. A couple guys got hurt in the interior, and they just had to battle through it and get by. Right? Hope that the offense can put up 30-plus points, uh, thirty plus points a game so they can go out and win. And uh, like I said, man, once they're healthy, that I just keep saying that because that's everything is going to come down this year for the Chargers on the health. If those guys is healthy, this is the year for them to go out and get it done. And I'm, and I'm curious your opinion. You know, you had a, mini, a lot of training camps and the, you know, the CBA with the pads and how many padded practices you can have. What are your thoughts on what that does for a player, getting them ready, maybe not having the pads on and hitting as much and getting used to that? Like, what are your thoughts on what that's done to players now and what that CBA has done? Well, I, I think it's smart, man, to be honest. Um, I think that back in the day when I played, it was it was different. The, the physicality of football, they're running the ball 25-plus times a game. You had to be physical. Um, and, and that was a style of play. And now I think everybody's understanding that guys can get ready 
without you having to go and bang, you know, beat their bodies up. And just the, the game has evolved enough where people know how to go out and get things done without having to lay your body in the line every single day, every single play. Go out and get mental reps. Uh, play fast without without you know some freakish injury or some freakish thing happening. You see all these injuries happen the first week or two of of training camp. Guys going down for the year, it's it sucks. And uh, you know you, you can't get away from the non-contact ones. Those are going to happen sometime. It's just turning and and twisting and being in a football shape again. Uh, but the other ones where you know guys are just full on going out there and and banging, banging, banging. You don't need that anymore. You just don't. The, the game is different. It's about being fast, taking mental reps, mental notes, and going out there and being able to know what you're supposed to do and execute. These guys in the NFL, man, you don't you don't have to throw their bodies around anymore. I promise you, they they are physical, they're ready to go. Um, and if you don't know how to tackle and do these things in the NFL by now, you're probably you're probably doing the wrong thing. Yeah, you're in some trouble if you need to do that more. <laughs> um, and then the, the recent news with Justin Herbert, it's kind of crazy, man. Like going from Phil. And then having Justin and like what, how lucky we are to, to be in this position. What are your thoughts on him getting the big new contract and kind of, you know, what this legacy is kind of becoming for these franchise quarterbacks for the chargers? You, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people say he's deserving of it. And this was internally. And whenever guys say that internally, that means that they know something that the public and we don't see, right. The public, I think sees the physical attributes of, of what he can do. Big arm, athletic, all the all the great qualities he has as a football player. When when guys come out and they say he deserved it, well deserved, it couldn't it, it couldn't happen for a better guy. Because I saw a lot of that from the teammates. That means they really they really back this dude. They believe in him. They believe him as a leader, as a quarterback, uh, as a guy in the locker room. They can follow him and know and trust that he's going to go out and get things done. So I was looking at all those quotes more so than hey, you know, oh he's going to make some big some big plays, right? He just tell him more being there. They're going to it's going to be a fantastic year, but. I think the biggest thing is when you see guys say that he deserves it, um, it, it speaks volumes to really who he is. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, with Phil, it's kind of cool going from Phil to Justin. And there's a photo that came up on Twitter recently, and it's you and him in college and you're face to face. What was that <laughs> conversation? What, what what was going on with you and Phil back before you were teammates? Well, yeah, I hated Phil, man, in college. I, <laughs> I hated him. I hated him to death. Yeah, because, you know, what? just like everyone else, before they realized who he was as a person, you just saw him talking. And I was like, I'm going to get that dude. I'm going to get him. I, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And I hit him in the back of the end zone. And, you know, he, he grabbed my leg as I was getting up, pushing off his chest. And he turned around and got face-to-face with me, ready to throw down. And I said, oh, you know what? I like this dude. <laughs> and from that point on, man, I, I just had a uh, a tremendous amount of respect for um, not just him as a football player, but a person and somebody who you can just ride with, you know, got your back, just going to go down in the blaze of glory. Just he will fight tooth and nail all the way down to that. He doesn't have any more left. And um, so that that picture was iconic for a couple of things, because that was his last game against us in, in college that he never beat, by the way, never beat us in college. <laughs> uh, but also too to, you know, me getting the opportunity to be you know teammates with him for as long as I did. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that picture. And it, every time you pop up with those old photos and everything, the, Twitter explodes. And it's just so much fun to watch people enjoy that. And um, before we, we get out of here, man, just want to uh, lights out. Extreme Fighting 10 is coming up in end of August. Can you tell us a little bit about that and for people listening, how to go see it and how to check it out? Yeah, August 26th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 10. We're back. Uh, we'll be in San Diego at uh, Casino Palmas, our first fight in San Diego. 
Uh, you can get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com. And if you if you can't make it, which I hope that every everyone there, because this will be our biggest car, we wanted to go out and lay it out for San Diego, getting a chance to go back um, for the first time and have an event there. Uh, watch us on Fubo. We're, we're live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. If you don't have Fubo, get it. Uh, but more importantly, man, you know, get there to the fight. I'm, I'm running giveaways for anybody that retweet the, one of the posts. And we're giving, uh, you know, two cage side seats away. Uh, just keep reposting it and tag us and show us. And we'll pick two cage side winners every week until the fight happens where they could be my VIP guests. I'm taking them in a cage between fights and showing them around. I mean, you know, drinks, whatever it is. We, we want to make sure that people come out and have a good time. And so August 26th at Casino Palma. You guys come check us out. Lights out extreme fighting 10. I'm going to start retweeting and hopefully I have some frequent flyer miles so I can get down there. Cause that is a goal of mine. <laughs> so go retweet guys, go, go do that and support, support our guy. So thank you so much, Sean. We really appreciate your time, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You got it. You got it, my man. Thanks for having me. Thanks brother. Well, I think we found the one guy who hated <laughs> Philip Rivers yeah. on the chargers, but Turned it around I, on him, I brought him those, back. Those old college stories of like, th- those guys didn't change, man. They're just like competitive, yeah. crazy dudes that would go at it and talk. And I just, I love hearing other players' perspective on their teammates and stuff. And Sean is just the coolest guy and so grateful that he had the time to come talk with us. Big time. No, hearing, he's, I, I love that he is still a fan of the Chargers so much yeah. so that he is willing to go on a platform like Twitter, like our podcast and talk about the team as if he still like had a connection to he's it. He's a like, homer, dude. He's got no sweat in the game. He's a, like, he's he, a homer. He's like, yeah, us. he's a homer. So yeah, yeah. I, I love that he does that. And I'm really excited. I'm I'm going to be going on Twitter and, and retweeting. I want a chance at some of those tickets because Kyle's it, birthday is in August. Awesome. Oh we'll my get God. Kyle, we'll get Kyle down there for his birthday. What do you hang on? out with Sean Merriman? Let's go. Cage Shoot me a text. I'll be there. Please and thank you. Um, Mr. Merriman, thank you thank so you much so for much. coming so on cool. and chatting with Kev. It's so you... crazy that that guy's been on our podcast now multiple times. Multiple yeah. times. <laughs> and I'm his guy, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, my, my ears, man. I'm his man. I'm man. I'm You're his the man. man now, dog. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is Fan Focus. And who do we have lined up for Fan Focus this week? Oh, you want to find out? Let's go to it. All right, guys, we are back for another fan focus, and we are super lucky to have Dave from Philadelphia. What's going on, Dave? I'm awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Ah, dude, pleasure is all mine. I'm excited. I love talking to Charger fans that aren't in Southern California, and we're going to get into it more for sure. But let's kick this bad boy off, man, the way we always do. How did you become a Charger fan? Yeah, so I'm 51, and... um, Around 1980, I was eight years old. I was at my grandparents' house. And the, the, the football game that I turned on first, it just happened to be the Chargers versus the Raiders. And it was Eric Curiel with that dynamic offense and all their weapons. And then, so I fell in love with them then and loved their uniforms. And it's been following ever since from, from that day one. Oh, my God, Every year. man. That's crazy. So, like, what kind of pressure? I'm sure family members weren't Charger fans. Well, what's the pressure been like you being near the Eagles to be an Eagle fan? They all think I'm crazy. All my, all my family, all my friends. So, like, how'd that happen? Why, why are you that way? Um, <laughs> I just I just basically tell them, you know, it's just to my heart. I just, I just love them. And I, I followed them ever since. And I like the Padres, too. And I'm not really a big Phillies or Eagles fan. 
So awesome. awesome. Kind of, it was basically hardcore San Diego. And then when they went to LA, I just basically stayed with them. That's awesome. And I have this theory that, you know, fans that don't live in the city that the team's from, you kind of need to be a different kind of crazy, like a different kind of fan to like really stay with them, especially for you, for as long as you've been a Charger fan. What's going on up there? What what what, what kind of Charger crazy are you rocking? It's um it's unique because when I go to a sports bar, I'm the only Chargers fan always. There's like I know one other person in Pennsylvania like who likes the Chargers, and you don't see any. I wear the shirt the, the gear all the time. I don't see anybody. Nobody has anything on their cars. Nothing. And um, kind of some kind of like an outsider, like Reggie Miller was uh, at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I'm the enemy wherever, wherever I go. Uh, I love it. Same here. We're going through grocery stores and seeing old ladies look at me with just 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 a chagrin, just anger at me for wearing my Charger stuff. And then all my little kids come behind me and, and uh, Herbert stuff, and she's extra pissed. So <laughs> I'm with you, bro. You and me, we'll, we'll, we'll hang strong. So um, let's talk a little bit about it, man. The first fan focus since football started again this year. I'm so excited. I'm sure you are too. What are you seeing? Like the fact that camp's here and you're getting, we're getting to see little storylines starting to happen. What are you, what, what have you seen so far that's really gotten you excited? I'm just looking forward to uh, the number one pick three receiver they got, uh, Johnson. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's going to be the difference maker because they have, they already have Williams and um, Keenan. And I think you can't cover everybody. It's impossible. So somebody's going to be wide open. I think it's going to be him. So I can see a, you know, a huge year. And that, and also with Moore being the new OC, I think it's going to be completely different. They're going to, they're going to use his legs a lot more. So it's going to be another weapon you got to worry about in addition to everybody else. My only concern is um, is Eckler because of these distractions he's causing with the, with the um, yeah. running back thing. But I, I think he'll be there. I think he'll be a good soldier. And hopefully it's not going to linger on. But that's the only concern I really have. Yeah. It's been cool to see him go up against, you know, like Zant and go up against Mike Davis. And like, he just looks like a man. He, he looks like he belongs there. He doesn't look like a rookie. Sometimes rookies just don't look like they're ready for it. He right. absolutely looks like he's ready for it. And um, I'm so on board with that. I'm so excited for him. And we finally got pads today, which is cool too. So the O-line are going. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so glad it's back, man. It's amazing. Um so and we, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, you being a fan for as long as you have, you must have some awesome memories of being a Charger fan. So like, let's kind of kick off. Like, what is like, would you say your top memory of being a Charger fan has been? Without question, my number one fondest sports day as a fan was the 94 championship game at Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the way, and especially the way that it ended, basically went down to the last one minute of the game yeah. and the deflection of the four yard line to win the game and go to the Super Bowl. It was just the whole, it, it, it was just, it was a perfect day, perfect yeah. storm. I vividly yeah, so, remember seeing my dad freak out. Like, I remember looking at him and sitting on the couch and like, Dad, did we do it? Like, and he just, I've never seen my dad like that before. It was pretty awesome. It was, um, was great. Let's hopefully we can get another one of those here soon, huh? Let's, let's, uh, oh, I hope it's this year. We, I'm open. We, I, we're set up for it, man. People are always going to be doubting us because we haven't done it yet. But one year, it's going to happen, and might as well be this year. I, um, I agree. And we're and you have you know you got the yin to the yang, right? So, what would you say is one of the harder moments for you as a Charger fan? Hardest one was probably um, the '09 season when we lost to the Jets at 13 and three. We had the bye and the home game, and then Katie, I think, missed three field goals under 40. Yeah. And that was, that, I, I felt like crying. I, I really thought that was going to be our Super Bowl year. 
Yeah. I was I was never more devastated than that. Yeah. And ever. That was, that was Rivers' best offensive line. That was all that stuff was just meant to be. And then the kicker, man, it's such an important position. But I vividly remember Kading. He was clutch all season long. And then yeah. he gets to the big game. And it's just like, dude, where'd you go? Like, what happened? I know. And the worst part was losing to Mark Sanchez. No. When I, I can take, I can take, I can handle losing them to Brady because mm-hmm. he beats everybody. But Mark Sanchez, that's inexcusable. Yeah. And Rex Ryan, <laughs> get out of here. Exactly. Get out of here. Um, so yeah, so then, um, you've been around, you've seen, you know, all the coaches we've had, a lot of us are still excited about Staley. I think there's a lot to, to gain from that. You know, who would you say out of your tenure of, as being a fan, um, is your favorite coach? Definitely Bobby Ross. He was the only one to get us to a Super Super Bowl, Bowl, right? It doesn't even need to be the best coach, but he got us to the, he got us to the show. He was also consistent and he got us basically made the playoffs virtually every year he was here. Yeah. But even though we didn't really go anywhere, I mean, we may have won around. At least he got us there, which is a lot more than I can say for our coaches before um, Staley. That's for sure. No, for the last sure. couple. Yeah, yeah, McCoy and those guys that did not work out so well. So yeah, I, but I'm excited about Staley. So hopefully he he can get us there and win us one. I, I, I want to get there, but I want to win one. Let's let's do let's do both exactly those things. Um, and you're doing something. You've been doing something really cool. You've been going to see Charger games, um, away games for a while now, right? So tell us a little bit about your experiences going to stadiums or what you're trying to do this year. Trying to go to a different city, a different warm climate, if possible, every every season. And um, so I've been. This is going to be my tenth different stadium this year. I'm going to Week Three, Minnesota, in the dome. Oh, I'm really no, like not, not the warmest of cities. No. <laughs> at least you're in a dome. Well, it's late late September, yeah, so it should be okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I've been to um so it'll be my tenth and I've been to obviously San Diego, Philly, Baltimore, Jacks uh, Jacksonville, KC, Buffalo, Houston last year. That was that was wild. Cool. And um yeah, that's pretty much it. That's awesome. Well, we gotta hook you up with the brisket broads because I know they're going to all the games this year. So you guys gotta meet up at the oh, yeah. game for sure. Definitely. Um, Definitely. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, dude, it was an absolute pleasure having you, Dave. And, and thanks for being a hardcore Charger fan out in Philadelphia and, you know, representing us out there, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we win the Super Bowl and come back when we get to the, get to the uh, years over. We're going to run it back. We win the Super Bowl. We're going to run it back on all the fan focuses. We're just going to do a huge fan focus episode. Everyone gets to come back. Uh, count me in. I'm, I'll, I'll be the first in line. Let's do it. I'm, I'll, we'll start scheduling it. I feel confident. This is good. So, all right. Bro. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Dave, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you, and say hi to the guys for me. Will do. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, hey to you, Dave. Thanks for coming on and chatting with Kev, man. And what, what was the thing he said? His family was like, "Why are you like that? Why are you the way that you are?" <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. Just going so hard against the grain, man. He's just found his team, and he's surrounded by you know of all Eagles the fans too. Harsh, yeah, like, Eagles fans are harsh, dude. The Phillies fans. We went to the NLCS against the Phillies last year. That was disgusting. The <laughs> amount of like <laughs> hatred and like intensity that those Vitriol. fans have. So yeah. we're, that pr- would be we're proud of you, to be Dave, from Philly and being rooting for another team. So we're proud of good you. Good on you, Dave. That's intense. Yeah, glad Dave's on our team. Man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, dude, th- those were all great stories, man. And and yeah, we're definitely we'll run it back if uh, yeah, if we can go win, the full way. When yeah. when when it happens, when, yeah. yes. So, Dave, again, thank you for coming on and chatting with my man, Kev. 
And uh, now it's time to go on to the next segment. Uh, we haven't seen this guy in a hot minute. It's time for Jason Reed over at the Bolt Beat. But when a plane comes Got together. It. Welcome back to another edition of the Bolt Beat. As always, I'm your host, the acting editor over at BoltBeat.com, Jason Reed. You can check us out on Twitter at BB underscore Chargers at the site itself, boltbeat.com, or my personal Twitter, at eatyourreadies. And I advise following at least one of those outlets because things are heating up. Football is back, baby. It's been a minute since I've talked on this podcast. You can kind of tell I'm out of talking shape. shape. I'm already losing my breath. But, you know, we're in the dog days of summer. It was dry as dry could be. Nothing was going on. This is what we call the evergreen month, the month of July. Um, Just a bunch of evergreen content, nothing new. Training camp starts. Boom, information rolls in. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that the Charger Chat guys have already had you covered over the last few weeks. The Justin Herbert extension, the start of training camp, you know, a, a few and far between everything, you know, the Charger Chat guys talk about. I just love being able to add on top of that. And I, I wanted to share my input on training camp itself. So recording this a uh, little peek behind the curtain on Monday, the day after the inner squad scrimmage uh, between you know, the offense and the defense, first team, second team, all that fun stuff. And the big takeaway from that scrimmage was defense, defense, defense. It was Brandon Staley's defense versus Kellen Moore's offense. And Brandon Staley's defense won that battle. Now, this is where it gets interesting with training camp. And this is where we have kind of a nuanced conversation to have about the nature of training camp is because we could look at it one of two ways. It could be, oh, my goodness, let's look at Brandon Staley's defense. It's amazing. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. Other teams can't score against us. And then the other side of it is, uh-oh, why was the offense struggling? You know, I thought this was supposed to be Kellen Moore's brand new high-powered offense, and it struggled. There's a give and a take with this. There's obviously going to be a better side of the ball each day. We've been seeing the team do these red zone drills, these drives, all this stuff, and it seems like a better side of the ball gets, you know, the better half of it each and every day. But it's it's a little reminder about training camp that I think all of us should remember and keep in mind is that every single NFL team is going to look good in practice on one side of the ball. Uh, whether it be a good defensive day, a good offensive day, a good special teams day. These are professional athletes. They're the the, bi- the best athletes in the world, quite frankly, in my opinion, NFL athletes. And when they're practicing and they know what's going on, like it's always going to look good. It's always going to look good for someone, you know, because either the defense is excelling or the offense is excelling. So I think we should refrain from taking drastic conclusions from stuff like camp in the grand scheme of things. Does the defense look awesome? Yes. Am I excited for the defense? Yes. Does this mean that the defense is good? Like, do I, am I trying to say that the defense is going to be bad, that we shouldn't believe this? No, not at all. But do I think like the offense is screwed and the defense, you know, is going to be number one of one guaranteed after this practice? No, not either, you know, because it's just practice. And at the end of the day, seeing these things in game time, you know, the, the football season's four quarters throughout the year, you know, the first four games, next four kind of messed up by the 17 game schedule. But you get what I'm trying to say. One practice, one group of practices, a few weeks of practices isn't going to determine the identity of a team. Now, I think there's a lot of value in the individual level of training camp. I think that's where we get the most value. The position battles, the guys standing out, the Kenneth Murrays who are standing out, the John Hightowers who are standing out, even someone like JT Woods who is standing out, the the battles between Asante Samuel Jr. and Jasir Taylor, uh, the the battle for the backup running back spot, you know, how many snaps will Trey McKitty get, who's going to be the backup swing tackle, all that stuff matters. But when we see the Chargers scrimmage against themselves, I don't think that'll tell us exactly who they will be. 
So depending on what side of the, the glass you're you're on, if you're in the empty side and you're like, wow, what's wrong with this offense? Look, it was a good day for the defense. Let's chalk it up as a good day for the defense. And that's that. If you're on the other side where, you know, wow, the defense is amazing. This is going to be the best ever. Like, hey, this defense is really good. It's really talented. And it should be really good, especially after what we saw the second half of last season. But one good practice, you know, against an offense that they kind of know isn't going to, it, it doesn't, conclude you know it doesn't guarantee that it's going to be great so you know just the training camp overreactions both ways I think you know we could always uh be in check a little bit um mostly towards the negative you know I see some negatives and whatnot and it's weird to get negative over over practice when they haven't even played any preseason games yet but hey preseason starts this weekend you know we got three preseason games in a break and then it's week one and and special special things feel like they're in store for the Chargers this is a year where there's hype, but not hype like years past where, you know, you have all the outlets picking the Chargers and this, that, and the other. Kind of like Silent Assassins this year. Got a new offense. Got Justin Herbert. The praise has been immaculate on him. I didn't even think we could praise him any more than we have, but his teammates have been just heaping the praise on him. You know, it's it feels like it's going to be a really good year, and it's going to be a really good year here for us at the Charger Chat Podcast here on the Bolt Beat segment. Um, I'm excited. You know, the plan is right now to bring two segments a week. Um, we're going to kind of do this this version of what I'm doing now, the little monologue, the little Jason's rants, if you want to call him that. Uh, we'll do that kind of earlier in the week. And then the second segment will be later in the week. And we could talk about, uh, you know, some betting things to look for in the Chargers game itself, kind of what my favorite props are for the game, um, spread over under all that fun stuff. I want to keep a running tally this year. Last year, I I gave my picks, but I didn't keep a running tally on the podcast itself. We're going to keep a running tally this year. And I think I might sprinkle in one extra, you know, random NFL game like hey here's my game of the week you can call it the game of the week and uh hopefully you know I can uh win some people some money you know don't don't necessarily follow me totally but uh I'm pretty confident in my picks but it's an exciting 2023 season for the Chargers it's an exciting season here for us at the Charger Chat podcast here at Bolt Beat make sure you follow our work throughout the season um game days game after day after the games throughout the week you know we're here for all your updates all your news all your analysis and I want to have more fun and um, inclusion on social media as well. I mean, if anyone follows the Bolt Beat Twitter, you know that, you know, we kind of have a decent base. You know, we interact, you know, sometimes we get in friendly Charger debates and whatnot, but want to be a little bit more um, interactive with that. Maybe some Twitter spaces, maybe a Discord channel. That's something that's potentially in the works uh, with the big bosses. You know, I can't disclose too much, but something to kind of break the gap between us and the fans, because we're all just fans at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So... It's an exciting year. Training camp. It, I'm very excited. Very excited what I'm seeing at an individual level, but don't want to overreact too much about uh, one inner squad practice. But if, hey, if they beat up on the Saints when they do that inner squad practice, that's when we can really overreact. That's when it's not an overreaction. That's all I got for you guys this week. As training camp goes farther and farther along preseason games, there will be a little bit more meat to chew off the bone for these segments, but I'm just excited to get back in the saddle, talk Chargers football with y'all. Until next week. Let's get back to the Charger chat, guys. Well, good to know that uh, that it was the defense. I, I haven't heard anything about the scrimmage game, so good to know that the defense is actually stepping up and uh, they needed they needed to get better. And so to see them go up against an offense that is has a Justin Herbert that's being slathered in praise right now, and defense is able to come up and, and produce against that kind of an offense. Granted, it's a scrimmage game. That's good news to me. I'm hearing nothing but good news in all of that, oh, Mr. Sure. Reed. Well, especially like you hear a little bit more about what Kenneth Murray's doing and how he's looking really good. It's his best camp so far. Great. So if he can be great, that's really good. Hey, 
I'm ready. I'm here for it. I love it. Uh, Mr. Reed, thank you for another awesome bolt beat. And uh, now it's time to go on to the fattest section of them all (laughs) with the fattest co-host of this podcast. (laughs) It's time for Ask Bolt Fam, baby. (sighs) Give me them buttered biscuits. <laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. Oh, hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Both are hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, you boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bull Fam. And we start off at the top with Swipe of Visuals, who asks the question Hey, all, I'm missing Chargers football and trying to rewatch some Chargers games. Which ones should I watch? I've watched the 2018 game versus the Steelers and Thanksgiving Day 2017 game. Currently, I'm watching the Raiders Chargers on Monday Night Football in 2009. Anyways, time to wait for my Herbert, Big Mike Williams, and Keenan Slayer Allen jerseys to come tomorrow. When y'all upload it, I'll probably have them by then. (laughs) And as always... Family trust respect. Alohi Gilman for Defensive Player of the Year and K Love You Bye. P.S. Here's a little preview of my game day edit for week one of the Chargers Rams I made. Well, awesome swipe of visuals. I think you, like most of us, are just so hungry for football that we are watching old games. <laughs> You're going back into the was that McCoy? Is that 2017? You're going back into some crazy shit. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> You're in the batshit territory, my friend. (laughs) Um, But uh, Swipe of Visuals is, uh, as the name implies, is up to making some visuals for us and made this little ditty for us for the Chargers-Rams game. Let's put it up here so those on YouTube can check it out. There it is, folks. Uh, I believe that's Asante Samuel Jr. stabbing... Hey, oh, Ram. <laughs> we're not for animal cruelty on this podcast, but no. I like this. Okay. Yes. I'm into this right now. No Let's Rams. Gonna, no Rams were harmed in the making it. of this. cook it and eat it, and yeah. it'll be fine. Right. Yeah. We'll like, say a silent eat, prayer eat, and eat, all is well. Circle Decapitate of it where it is a hat. The whole deal. Yeah. The whole deal. <laughs> Use every part of the animal. Um, yeah. This is beautiful. That's, Keep them coming. The next graphic is instead of a helmet, Asante's wearing a ram horn on top of his head. I have an idea for you. <laughs> so I swipe of visuals. Every time we win, you take the beheaded <laughs> graphic of whatever you made the week before and make a giant necklace that whoever's wearing on the next one. Let's go dark this season. Okay. Wow, that's Let's go dark. for it. That's quite the gauntlet you're throwing yeah, down. <laughs> I'm throwing some variables at this, but good work. You inspired me to think think of blood and violence so i'm ready for this uh this game kevin just got real excited i did a little too excited it's spooky season i've watched maybe a couple too many horror movies i'm ready to go um all right and then in regards to the question as far as uh previous games to to check out and watch what do you what comes to your mind i always like watching the more recent stuff i've been watching the dolphins game from last year a lot Mm. Yeah. Because that was such a fun, like, complete game that we played. Heck yeah. Um, but just the last couple of years, I mean, the Browns game in 2020. Was it 2021? 2021. I, that was the yeah. game that I was going to recommend. Oh, God, that was so good. And then the Steelers in 2020, also 2021, I think. 
when he got punched in the gut. Yeah. I think that was 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Also a really, really good one. Um, I really like, I I really like the first time that um, coach Staley and Justin beat Mahomes in Kansas city. I was Mm. at that game. That is a really fun one to watch because it came down to the very end. They were like throwing, you know, Mahomes was trying to throw bombs to score and couldn't, we held them like that. Watch that. Cause hopefully that's how we contain them this year. You know, mm. just let let Justin had a great game and and Staley came out firing that game and was just, you know, going for it on fourth down over and over and over. Like that one just gets me fired up. A lot Last of good year's games. home opener against the Raiders, too, was good because they were healthy. You got Khalil so Mack and Joey Bosa bonus. going after yeah. Carr. That was that great. was like I'm going to I think it was like five sacks, three interceptions and yeah. Chargers won it. Like, pear tree. Oh, God. Taking down Derek Carr. Yeah. Love to see it. So. There's some games there for you. Swipe of visuals. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Mr. Peck R. Yeah. Who asked the question? I'm headed to training camp on Monday the 14th and then the 18th. Never been. Always wanted to go. I need some pointers, tips, and any suggestions. Suggestion for me. Y'all have any? <laughs> and since I'm a double dipping some bitch, <laughs> Kevin, do you take requests for high videos? I am pumped for what is in store in the coming weeks for Chargers fan. <laughs> so glad I'm part of the special 10. If you're not part of it, you're missing out. <laughs> Y'all are the best. <laughs> Stay positive shamelessly. BTFU family just respect get up your back. What <laughs> he gave you a quite the request. He gave me the drunken western village idiot. <laughs> that was good. Can't that was solid. If he's got a drunken You put that in your back pocket. <laughs> um let's see. Yeah. It, I've never been to training we camp. I can't been, give I, any yeah. su- 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 suggestions. Um how about you, you there, Kyle? Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I I guess like I don't know. It depends on what you want your training camp experience to be. Like, if you're looking for signatures and stuff, you got to get there at the crack of dawn, earlier than you think. Yeah, yeah, and earlier than you think to get in line outside out in front, um, because it's 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 almost like oh, if it's if you're late, you're late. If you're ten minutes like late, then you're late, and it's just you're not gonna get a spot. And then, like, I, I've never even tried. I always go, I take my kids because they have fun. Like, they have a lot of activities for kids to do, like running around dummies and tackling stuff and throwing footballs at targets. And so the kids love doing that. But <laughs> the one thing that I will say is if when you go and you're walking around, like, if you're just walking around, there's, there's Charger staff that just kind of walks around and they have like a special VIP tent. And last time we went, somebody was like, hey, um, you guys are you guys want to go to VIP? Like, we're like, uh, yeah. And they were like, <laughs> how many people you got? And we're like, oh, we got a lot. We got like eight and like four kids. And they're like, uh, all right, I think I can make that happen. Yeah, get all of your yeah. group right here in the next five minutes. So like be wear a lot of charger stuff and be very like on the prowl for people that are dressed up like <laughs> opportunist, opportunist. Yeah, be ready. Yeah. Head on a swivel. Because that was the only way that we got stuff signed. Because when you go into the VIP section, then there's not just people waiting in line at the gate. 
then we were able to walk up and Paxton, I put him on my shoulders and he was able to attract some, that's my sympathy that's my six-year-old son he was able to attract some of the players to come and give him some signatures <laughs> nice so yeah that as well if you have young children bring them because they're more likely to get signatures than you and if you don't steal one yeah. um <laughs> or find the brisket prods and i'm sure they'll be able to guide you to a successful training camp they'll have experience. a lot more recommendations that's probably you. the best piece of advice is just find the brisket prods and just don't leave their side just yeah, be just hooked at the them. hip with them yeah that'd be my recommendation um and uh kev do you do you take requests for hype yeah videos? dm me yeah keep it secret <laughs> keep it safe I'll, I'll i'm i'm open to ideas for sure yeah we just we just released our uh um franchise we call it franchise or it's the three quarterbacks it was originally for our patreon we sent that out about six weeks ago and they're like gotta share it with the world now so um open i'm open to it let's get hyped up i'm i edit a lot so I got a little time off, so if you got recommendations, <laughs> shoot them my way. Can't guarantee you I'll get them done, but if there's something really good, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. There you go. That's all we can ask for, uh, Mr. Peckar. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to OM Run, who asked the question: What do you think Herbert will buy besides Dennis for the team? I think he's gonna just get his lineman like a whole bunch of cool Nike stuff. I think he's got that Oregon connection, so mm. I think there's gonna be some Nike in their future, like yeah, some custom some custom cool shit. That's I think expensive. he can pretty much afford anything that yeah. he wants, though. So walk it doesn't in, need to be Nike hookup. A walk-in smoker, maybe. Mm. <laughs> he brings people briskets every. Yeah, he just brings a lot of brisket after every win, just yeah. a lot for the whole team. He caters the. He's just always got meat going, like just always smoking. Just he's got like a personal, like just constant meat like cart yeah he's walking around that follows them around <laughs> charges cart. facilities <laughs> he's got a personal smoke no, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say in france give me the smoke here <laughs> smoke it um i don't know any other any other creative fun you got hey your linemen take care of you you got to take care of your linemen there you Get go them something rad that's I don't the know. right answer what do big boys like watches or what do big boys like i don't know they like food they trips do to like sky food. zone let's get some sky zone trips <laughs> trips to let's sky go bounce zone. on some trampolines i would all of the <laughs> give money to see the it's probably gonna be like top golf membership something of something he likes to do I'll take there are a lot of golf players country club like membership there you new clubs Something like that. Oh, he club, just buys yeah, a golf yeah. course. And Everybody just calls gets it the sick. Justin Herbert golf yeah. course. Yeah. The Herbert Open. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, OM Run, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Boltville 714, who asked the question. Hey, what's up, Vatos? I'm not going to lie, homies. The scrimmage game had a lot of questions to be asked and was not what I was expecting to hear. But the biggest question I had was, what in the holy madre did these vatos get sick with? Was it some late night Taco Bell? Was it my mother-in-law's cooking? I wonder what the illness was. Anyways, what's your worst experience with food poisoning? What did you eat? How bad was it? And have you had the same food again ever since? Also, JJ the third signed elsewhere, so it's a Lohi crew season. FTR and kill love you bye. This is a good, good question. I want to know what's going on with them because it seems like everybody that was in direct contact, like anybody that ran into Rashawn, yeah. got sick. Like mm. there's like that side of the line got sick. So I don't know. Hopefully it's something serious. Um, 
Yeah, worst sickness. I had a pretty good one about a year ago. Oh, yeah. Um, real, real. Nah, not, it was bad. It was real bad. It was so good. It was bad. It was bad. It was pad thai. <laughs> Whoa. And it was oh. from uh, Universal Orlando. We were on vacation. Oh, boy. And I was Florida just. Florida pad thai. <laughs> it was just like when you're so dehydrated from throwing up, you're just laying there and you just can't move your head and it's just like, blah. You're like laying in the tub, just like blah. Can't do anything about it. it just falls out. Of <laughs> your you. family, like, you're just like too tired to like eggs, like throw it up. It's just like blah. Yeah, all my trying not to wake up my family because they're all sleeping. Um, yeah, that was terrible. That and the noodles are long and they get stuck in your throat. Ew. Good. <laughs> Ew. Kept, Gone too far this food. time. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe the just, issue is chewing your food. Yeah, yeah you're just inhaling everything. <laughs> well, it's just it's stringy. Pad Thai. Come on, you've had Pad Thai. He doesn't before. chew. He just goes. Baby bird. Um, how about you, Kyle? <laughs> um, I can't remember the last time I had food poisoning, but I remember my sons. The last time they had something similar. Was on the flight home from Hawaii a couple a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh that's shit. fresh! I was, I was holding a full giant trash bag in front of my son for the full five oh, hour. No. Oh no! He had nothing left in his stomach either. He had, it was <laughs> there was nothing there, so it was just dry heaving for five hours. Oh man! Absolutely, man. And you're that guy on the plane. Everyone's like, "What are yeah, you doing here? This coming from? kid." I'm like, "I don't even care. I'm getting home. Y'all don't care if you guys all get sick. We're yeah. getting home." <laughs> Put on Holy some headphones. Shit. Is he, yeah. And tune Was it out. Is he okay? Yeah. I mean, he was, it was like a 24 hour thing. It was like, oh, he got, man. he started to feel sick about three hours before our flight. He ended up throwing up over like the, in Hawaii, you have to like walk out onto the, like basically walk all the way to the plane outside and then up oh, like, yeah. a little ramp. Uh huh. And he threw up over the ramp. Oh, us on the plane. this is a sign of things to come. Yeah. And then, so then the, the flight, flight attendants knew that the doggy bag wasn't going to cut it. So they just brought me a full trash bag for the whole flight. Wow. It was disgusting. Dang. Poor guy. Well, uh, I haven't had food poisoning in a long time, but when I did have it, uh, I was working retail. <laughs> this, is, this, is so gross. <laughs> this is a great question. No, I, I was working retail and I was working like the overnight, like the late night shift. So it was like, you know, midnight to 8 a.m. type shift. And I, I had the, I don't know what it was that caused it. The only thing I could think of was like some uh, frozen cheese sticks. And I had those prior going in. And God bless. That was like the worst shift. Like I kept trying to like power through it, but I kept having to go to the bathroom. And at a certain point I was just like, I got to go, man. I'm spending more time in the bathroom than like working, restocking shelves. And they were like, yeah, go. Oh man. I just remember driving home and I'm like, oh, gotta throw up. Let me pull over on the side of the road at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Close the door. All right. Back at it. Yeah. So holy shit. Um, yeah. Great question, Poldale 714. Oh, some visuals so for Kevin, you. Have you had any pad tie since? Uh, no, I haven't actually. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so Adam, bad. Any, any frozen mozzarella sticks? No, they're fresher. <laughs> Send them back. Um, any uh, kids in Hawaii? Are you go to Hawaii again? I'm, they're not coming with us on a vacation every day. <laughs> Ever again? <laughs> no. You blew we'll it for all cute. of us, Pat. You ruined it. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Bullville 714, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Rebolted 2006, who asked the question. Every time I see Justin Herbert's highlights and his reactions and excitement, all I can think about is that scene in Fast and the Furious when Dom asks Mia what she put in that sandwich when Brian and Vince are beating the piss out of each other. <laughs> I want to know what they put in that contract besides the money. Could we see Justin hanging around a bunch of ladies and finally getting him a boo by going up to one and flipping his hair? She faints into his arms and he says some cheesy football pickup line, but it's sexy because it's Justin. <laughs> also, is it wrong that I'm at the point where I hear about an injury? I don't freak out. If SJD is out with the quad contusion for probably four to six, I'm excited for Hinton, Matlock, Williams, and Clark. If JC has recurring knee pain, I'm excited for Zant and Vato. If Pipkins is out, I'm good with switching Jamari over and calling up McFadden or Hymas at guard or even starting the new Duke Merriweather Sorrell product or Bailey at right tackle. Too soon for that excitement? Did somebody put something in my sandwich? <laughs> Caleb, you bye. See, that's shamelessly positive right there. Always. Keep I that love energy. That. Keep yeah. that. Don't let anybody talk you off that. No. Never lose that. Love that. Also, the Joseph Day injury, that's kind of a joke. Contusion sounds fancy. You guys want to hear the actual medical definition of a contusion? Is yeah. It a, a, a region blues? of injured tissue or skin in which blood capillaries have been ruptured or a bruise. A bruise. <laughs> a big boy it's bruise. Literally contusion, a.k.a. bruise. He'll be, so yeah, I he'll think be back SJD is going to be just fine. Yeah. But I like the attitude of, oh, he's down. Okay, cool. We got a bunch of other, we got a bunch of depth. Cool. Let's see what everybody else can do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm for all that, for sure. Like the, the fact that we have this much depth right now is pretty exciting. And these are guys like Hinton, Matlock, Williams, Clark. These are all guys that are going to be playing this weekend. Mm -hmm. So you get to see what we have there, what we're all about. If a guy goes down, because it's just inevitably going to happen. Hopefully they're short downs, but when that, when that does happen, we got guys that can step up and we don't miss a beat. Absolutely. And I think I think Justin Herbert has a girl, and I think it's just so secretive that we don't so? ever hear about it. I thought I thought he did. I thought maybe he had somebody. Maybe that's why he's like Yeah, I can't be on quarterbacks, dude. Maybe, maybe <laughs> season yeah. two. Maybe that's where this new energy is coming from. You know what I mean? Mm. I know. Mm. I, I feel better. I think it's the five hundred million dollars. Not too. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> um all right, Rebolt to 2006. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Tom Telesco's burner account. Who asked the question? Hey there, Charger Chat. Let's get pumped up. I love that we're under the radar nationally, actually, but let's get pumped up here. We have a better roster, starters and depth-wise, plus a better coaching staff. I'm hyped on more, but I think Derek Angeli is a big upgrade, too, at our D.C., I love his high energy and his connection to the players. He's also more aggressive and might have some pull on the play calling. As I hear, he wants two stand-up linebackers at all times. I think that would be amazing and something I've been complaining about with our run D and Staley's commitment to live boxes. We also have a new head athletic trainer so we could sustain our health better. Hold on. Let me spit out my tobacco. All right. What was y'all's favorite play last year? Mine was Herb's 50-yard dot to our then-wide receiver five, DeAndre Carter, after his rib injury. That was a legendary throw. Peace out, motherfuckers. Yeah, lots to be pumped and excited about. It feels like these up these 
moves are just these perfect little boosts. You know what I mean? Like Derek Ansley feels like this little boost, boost, this little energy, like finding feels like we're finding these little things to make these just overall, just subtle changes, just make things better. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that. Um, all right. So favorite plays play. from last year. I don't know. There was that Khalil Mack like strip. Where Ooh, they, that's remember, a good one. Yeah. I just it wasn't a Justin yeah, Herbert highlight. Like Twenty yards down the field. Yeah, he just like just ripped it out just, of his hands. He just like treated him like a little kid. Just yeah. ripped it out of his hands and ran, started running. Like I remember that watching that and getting so freaking hyped. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. There's that so many exciting. Justin. There's so many Justin plays too, but they all kind of blend together because he's so good. Right. But I think that DeAndre yeah. throw was badass for sure after sustaining that injury and just like mm-hmm. the previous play, just like not even being able to throw it out. Yeah. And then him just swung back and just willing that ball where yeah. it needed to go. Yeah. I'm having trouble like remembering a specific play that really stood out. Oh, you, oh no, that was two years ago. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> The kick returning is the Chiefs to start open up the game. Yeah. That was against the Chiefs last year at home. Yeah. I don't I w- know. There's there's a lot. I would say it's hard for me to pick. I would say on a defensive side, I would say the Derwin James pile drive of Kelsey. Yeah, it's oh. badass. <clears throat> that was pretty wild. That's good. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then I would probably like on an actually on a special team side, I would say just the DeAndre hot or the DeAndre Dustin Hopkins, uh, just kicking until there was like nothing left in his leg, just jelly yeah. legs, but still finding a way to kick those field goals and and win us the game. That was that was amazing. That was just a a thing to behold. Yeah, Kyle's got nothing. Just got nothing, huh? Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of really good plays. I yeah. don't know. It's like that Mike Williams one-handed touchdown against the Chiefs when we were there. Yeah. Week two. That was pretty incredible. Yeah. I know that was wild. A lot of really good plays. That's fine. You could say that one. That was a great yeah. play. All right. That one. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. Leave Let's me alone. Thanks. <laughs> Tom Telesco's burner account. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to SRP Dad, who asked the question. What are your guys' offense and defensive hot takes for the season? Minor QJ will finish the season as wide receiver one on the Chargers and JC comeback player of the year. If Hamlin doesn't win by default, K love you. Bye. Hmm. All right. Some hot takes. That is a hot take. Quentin Johnson is wide receiver one is a very hot take. Yeah, that's very hot. That's that's too hot to handle. Spicy. <laughs> I'm hot take. Yeah. Justin Herbert MVP of the league. I like it. Hot. That's so hot, hot right now. So, that just that Hans so hot, right so hot right now. Um, I'm gonna go with um, Bosa and Mac. Don't miss a game. They're they're that is hot. They take. play the entire season together and just murder all the mm. quarterbacks we face. Mm. Like two, at least two sacks a game. You know, minimum from from those guys. Mm. Mm. It's a lot of hot takes there. It's high as hot. Um. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Isaiah Spiller steps up over Josh Kelly as running back two. Okay. I'll take. I'll take. That's all. That's all I got. (laughs) Got nothing else. That's the only thing that's hot and fresh for me right now. But uh, great hot takes there, SRP dad. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Zachary Shelton, who asked the question. 
So Total Pro Sports recently uploaded a video about the best quarterback season in every NFL team's history. The one for the Chargers is Justin Herbert in 2021. 5,014 yards with 38 touchdowns. Do you think he will top those numbers this upcoming season with Kellen Moore as the new OC? Do you think he can top the record for yards, which is held by Peyton Manning with 5,477 in 2013? What about passing touchdowns, which is also held by Manning in 2013 with 55? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all of that. Let's go over on, you know, arguably the best quarterback season ever is Peyton Manning. Jeez. Uh, 2013 won the Super Bowl, 54-77 and 55 touchdowns. Um, that's crazy. So, so 5,500 yards. touchdowns is insane. <laughs> that's a lot. 56 touchdowns. I don't know if he's, I don't know if 55 touchdowns is good. We're going to hit that, but I think over, maybe over the yardage would be. Dude, I, if if the if the talk of Kellen Moore being as big as it is, and you've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quinton Johnston, Austin Eckler, Palmer, Gerald Palmer, Everett. Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, all of these tall guys, and Justin Herbert's healthy throughout the entire season with a throw-heavy offense from Kellen Moore. I mean, even if you take away half of Austin Eckler's touchdowns. That's throw 10 on that 38. You're almost 50 right there. Exactly. With the Vince Lombardi offense. <laughs> so I, I think I mean, it's, it's, it's I think possible. it's feasible. I think it's yeah. very feasible. It would be insane if it happened. Dude, that's like next level stuff. I'm trying to see how many points they score. They averaged. It's the highest scoring NFL team of all time. So they would have to be that. Um, I can't find it. He does have an extra game. He does have do an extra it. game. That is. That's they, very they were true. Putting up point. Four, they're putting up mostly 40 burgers all year long. Well, so, if you have 55 touchdowns in 16 games, that's God. more than three a game. Yeah. That you're throwing. Yeah. That's so many touchdowns. I don't know if that's uh-huh. sustainable, but I'm in. <laughs> I'm, in to, I'm in to wait and watch, and hopefully that happens. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's make it happen. Zachary Shelton. Great question. Great, great stats there. Thank you for asking it. Uh, let's move it on now to pastor dude. Certified fresh. Ooh, who asked the question? Good evening, gentlemen. I hail to you as a long time listener, first time inquirer waiting for the right moment to bring forth my suspicions (laughs) with the recent news as to the confirmation of non-human intelligence existing as if we didn't already know that, which of the Chargers do you believe may actually be inhuman? Keenan has been associated with aliens. Herbert appears to possess launch codes of some kind with an arm that could certainly catapult unidentified flying objects into the stars. What say you, gentlemen? And remember, they walk among us. <laughs> oh my god, what a what an <laughs> auspicious debut, Pastor Dude. Uh, waiting oh, in the wings man. for the right time, the wow. right moment to strike. That you struck and you struck hard. <laughs> that was a great question. All right. Wow. So if we've got aliens on this team, <laughs> who are they? <laughs> 
they I just picture aliens never getting hurt or they recover so quickly that they're that's it's what I had imagined. Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like JC Jackson? No, I don't think he's quite alien. I, I think you gotta go Justin. I know it's the easy answer, but it feels kind of inhuman. Yeah, like he, what like he's like broke his do. rib and just kept playing. Just football. kept playing. Mm. Like it doesn't seem right. Mm. Keenan Allen can't be an alien because you wouldn't talk about it if you were. And you wouldn't, wouldn't call, call yourself, yourself an alien, alien if you were an actual if alien. If you were an alien. That's too yeah. long That's just what an alien wants you to think. Tom Brady is an alien yeah, for sure. He's... 100%. Yeah. Should but be on our team. On <laughs> our team. Well, oh, if no. we had aliens on our team, we'd have more Super Bowls in our trophy case. Maybe it's like Maybe the thing where issue. it's infectious, where they may now that we have one, they'll all become aliens this year and like assimilate. Yeah. Yeah, they'll assimilate. And next thing yeah. you know, we'll have some crazy ass monsters <laughs> on the field. We are the Borg. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I I I'd throw Dustin Hopkins into that mix as far as just like somehow finding a way to kick a field goal without Whatever I can't even remember what his injury was, but he couldn't stand up at the end the of it. The problem that, is he's still hurt and he's not at practice, so I don't think he's very alien-like. Well, that's, that's how just alien will. he was. That's good old-fashioned human will. Human will, yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's wow. what we're made of, okay? We're I try to prop of, a guy yeah. up and you knock him down. My I'm goodness. calling him a oh, human yeah. being. He's not, he's just, that's, hmm. he gutted that out. Like, that takes human guts to do that. I can't that. think of a single person on our team that's Void of getting hurt, like everyone has been hurt pretty significantly on our entire team. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say anyone and jinx them. So, oh. next question. Okay. <laughs> well thought, uh, Kyle. Uh, Pastor Dude, thank keep, you. Keep them coming. I expect more of this because this was great out of the gate, out good. of the shoots. Definitely did well in English and high Brady's school, college for sure. Bring it up. Bring it back. <laughs> I like the big words. Thank you for Aaron asking. Aaron Rodgers too is an alien. Mm. Yeah. That's why he's hanging out in the dark so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move it on now to XX Kevon 2, who asked the question. Well done, coach my man, Kevo. What the fuck is up? <laughs> Game one is on my birthday. I'll be there. Hope you guys are too. Anyway, we have six wide receiver spots, five are set in stone. But which wide receiver you think gets the last spot? We will be at the first game yeah. together. Oh. Together. <laughs> oh. 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 Um, oh. So we'll see you there. Come meet us in Thunder oh. Alley. Oh. Um, so six. So let's let's name the five, obviously. Keenan. Keenan. Mike. 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 Quentin. Quentin mm-hmm. Palmer, Palmer. Davis. Davis. And then who's that fifth? Right now, Jalen Guyton is the Hightower. John Hightower, Pokey Wilson. It's feeling like it's going to be right now. Honestly, it feels like Hightower the way it's going, unless because we need to see Jalen back. He is not back on the field yet. Mm-mm. Right, it's just not happening. So let's see. I, let's watch this weekend. Let's find out pretty quick because Hightower is going to get some reps. He's not going to get reps from Justin, but he's going to get reps from you know, Max Duggan. The, the next best thing, really, Max Duggan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One A one B, one A one B, and Easton Stick. So let's let's see what he does. Um, yeah. I think this is that time to show. That's why I love about preseason. We're gonna find out pretty quick. But that's yeah. so unique that we have the five are done. It's like 
stone. Yeah. This is it. This is what we have. Let's see what that that last battle is. And it's easier to focus your attention on what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you there's going to be somebody who's going to have a huge game this coming yeah. week weekend and we're all going to be like, oh my God, he's That's amazing. Him. We probably the hadn't future. talked to him till now. Yeah, the future of the wide receiving in the National Football League. Michael Candy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that happened absolutely last year. I think first I know. Yeah, 100%. We got yeah. bandied. Michael Bandy, Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, didn't quite pan out, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Hightower certainly has been getting a lot of the praise uh, during training camp, so we'll have to see if that uh, translates to the preseason games, but uh, great question, XX Kevon. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daryl21, who asked the question. Hey, guys. Happy training camp. <laughs> First off, I absolutely knew you guys would poop the bricks after posted last week's episode only to have our boy Herbert sign minutes later. <laughs> now, I've been quietly observing the beginning of camp lately. I have two questions. One, any chance we carry six wide receivers? Oh, because Hightower is making a strong case in camp so far. Oh, number two, <laughs> where the hell is our queen, Haley Elwood? She's still missing, guys. And I'm going through withdrawals. <laughs> Although, watch, you guys will on Tuesday. And then, bam, she'll be back. <laughs> Can't wait till Tuesday for the new episode. And dudes, we have a game on Saturday. Okay, love you. Bye. I still can't get over that. I, we looked at, we put together the outline. And we're like, oh sh! I was like, calendar. There's a outline. game on Saturday. What? Huh? Finally, let's go. Love it. Um, so that's another interesting question. We're talking about who's going to be number six. Will we even carry six wide receivers? Yeah, you. I mean, you have to with the with the what happened to us last year and injuries and. You get stuck with Michael Bandy out there starting a game. Right. You're carrying six. I think it's I think it's no doubt about it. Yeah. Because Darius Davis is taking up a spot as a return guy. If you don't like don't count him as a receiver if you're looking at the depth chart in that extent. He's like he's a specialist that will maybe get a couple plays on offense here. Sure. Yeah. So really that you only have five. So you have four on the field sometimes. You only got one guy kicking rocks on the sideline. So it's not as if you're have a plethora of options. Right. Even if you carry the six. Right. Good point. Yeah. And then uh Haley Elwood. Good question. I hadn't thought about this till now. I don't know. Maybe they their positions changed. I don't know. It's weird. I just checked LinkedIn. She's still a team reporter for the Chargers. Okay. Well, there haven't been any games, so maybe this weekend she's she kicks back into gear. Hey Siri, yeah. where's Haley Elwood? Creepy. Got her Twitter. Has she posted <laughs> anything recently? She went to the Taylor Swift concert. I know that like a couple days ago. She's reposted. She's still in LA. She posted yeah. something four days ago. What'd she post? Uh, having to use the silent count to communicate with my husband in here. It's loud. Yeah, that's, that was, Taylor, that's Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift concert. concert. Hey, wait a minute. That's not charger related. Oh, oh, she also got the Die Hard Bull Club uh, care sure. package. So. She's okay. still definitely a part of it. She's like, just maybe something's holding her back. Right yeah. Now. Who knows? She might be at camp. She's just not tweeting about it. I don't know. She's if in she disguise. was at camp, she'd be tweeting. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giving it a bit of the doubt. I don't know what's going on. Um. All right. We don't know, Daryl, but uh, hopefully we find out soon. But thank you for asking the questions. Let's move it on now to Guidebook Beats, who asked the question. 
Who will have the first interception of the season for the Chargers? Knowing Tua, how shitty he is, and he can't throw very far, I'm going to go with a linebacker because he really can't get it too deep. So let's go K-9. K-9? K-9 first interception of the year. Interesting. He's just he's gonna be flustered. Our guys are gonna be healthy. He didn't, he didn't see K9 just straight drops balls thrown right at him, though. Not this year. This is not that year, Kyle. <laughs> not this year. Not this year. Okay. Not this year. I like that. A lot has changed. Take that back. Not this year. <laughs> Don't like your <laughs> attitude. <laughs> 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 All right. Go K9. I'm not take Kenneth Murray. And I'm gonna go with the Lohi Gilman, the safety, because <sighs> just a safety thing to do is get picked. You think Tua, guy. you think Tua can throw it that far down the field? He, well, Tyreek Hill had like 400 touchdowns of 80 plus yards last year. So, yeah. I was going to say, didn't Alohi get an interception on Tua in that game that you've watched so many times, Kyle, that you know it like the back of your head? <laughs> I've watched it a lot, but I don't remember an Alohi pick. I thought, I thought Alohi had a pick. He had a big time deflection of Tyreek Hill first. Play that of the might game. be what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's of. what you're thinking. Um, <clears throat> I do like the idea of Alohi getting the first pick. I, I uh, saw, uh, quote from Derwin James saying that although he's been just a real ball hawk, ball hawk during a training camp so I could see that transferring but you know what I'll give it to Asante the guy that got three picks at the end of the season I think he keeps that trend alive and starts the season off with a pick I like it all right I'm going so, all right how about this if you if somebody gets this right the other two have to do karaoke after the game and film it deal that's easy. I'm easy. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Okay. I, in fact, I hope I lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys are going to get okay. thunderstruck. In that case, we're just going to send a karaoke. Kyle's the one losing in this scenario because I have songs that ready to go. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle thought of the worst thing that could possibly happen. Oh, like, no. And we're like, oh, sounds cool. Don't Saturday make me do night. karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Looks like karaoke is coming deal. to all of you guys' ears here. Get soon. up. Come on. Get down with the sickness. All right. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> guidebook beats. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Chad Davis, who asked the question. Hey, guys. I have another sport that I got into during COVID, and it is golf. <laughs> Not to be too political, but I watched LIV Golf 2, and I couldn't help but notice their intro music is the same as the Charger chat. I thought that was pretty funny. My question, do you remember when Derwin speared the Raider Jared Cook when things were getting chippy a few years back? <laughs> that was awesome. Really? I thought Liv had some money because that was just like a standard music bag. I don't know how true this is because I typed LIV Golf on YouTube, like LIV Golf intro, and I didn't hear our music it at all. It might be the live broadcast. Well, which... either way, I, I so what I did hear was it's similar to ours where like we have like the little sound clips of like the players talking. So maybe that's the similarity that we've got little sound bites in there while music's playing in the intro, but hey, I look at it this way, you know, flattery. I feel flattered. Of course, you, know? you want <laughs> imitations. <laughs> the form. best form of flattery. There you go. Um, and we uh, we're clearly trailblazing with music that we uh, yeah. Like and if they don't have a, a pee wee laugh there in the beginning, I don't consider it the same. No. So. R.I.P. Just yeah. what, dude? I just watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure with my son yesterday. Yeah. That movie holds up, dude. It holds oh, it's up so fantastic. good. Oh, the movie my God. Holds up. It's so good. And knitting? <laughs> what was it? And um, knitting? I don't make monkeys. I just I train them. I just em. train them. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Me again. Yeah. Francis. Um, All right. Sorry. All right. 
when Derwin speared the Raider, Jared Cook. I don't remember I don't remember that. this. Do you? Nope. Do you remember Kyle? I don't remember this. <laughs> All right. Well, Chad, we don't remember. Send us, send us video. I <laughs> want to look see it this. Up. Send us a clip. Yeah, dude. I want to. I want to. Please and thank you, Derwin. Spearing a future Charger. This sounds awesome. Sounds great. Sounds cool. I want to watch it. Oh, here we go. Derwin James hit on Jared Cook. You will explain it to us because we can't show it because we'll get flagged for sure. Okay, here's another one. Step back. Derek Carr throws. Okay, so no, it was it was a good hit. Oh yeah, they're definitely getting chippy. Oh yeah, lots of chips. Flags thrown. Chips. Problems on the field. Separate the boys. All right. Separate the boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that looks like it, it was a good hit. And yeah, weird that it and. Like Kevin said, that that's a future charger that's uh, ended up on on our side. You never know. For a year. <laughs> it wasn't know? a long time. Short but sweet. Yeah. Good times. No useless. Uh, Chad Davis, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Athir Kadir. Athir. Who asked the question? Kadir. Bulldog, I have this to say. Everyone hates my coach and wants him out, but the guy in San Francisco gets his flowers? What has he accomplished, baby? Team success? What team success? He lost Super Bowl championship games back-to-back, baby. He has done nothing. Why can't he get the heat? Let's hear my boys at Tion number 10 MVP, baby. So he doesn't like, was it Shanahan? He's not He's not digging Shanahan. Not digging well, I don't think, it's not so much that he's not digging Shanahan. It's that he feels that it's, Staley's getting too much smoke. And that's yeah, not, everyone's like, Shanahan's the greatest thing since sliced oh, bread. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hasn't won anything. Yeah. Like. That's a good point. It's. I, I don't. I don't get it either. A I mean, I. I think the argument can be made. Could be made that uh, Staley. Staley is bringing a, a. I think the biggest thing about Staley that doesn't get talked about is the culture that he's bringing to this team. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an intangible that they're not going to be talking about on ESPN or NFL Network. That the guy is trying to bring something different to this team that the previous two coaching regimes didn't. And and you could maybe even go talk about it going further back. So I think that that is more impactful that us as fans are probably going to see more of that other analysts or other fan bases aren't going to take notice of and thereby not realize that, you know what, Staley doesn't necessarily deserve the smoke that's coming his way. He had to be yeah. eight eight years of mediocrity out of the Chargers. Like, those are the players we brought. That was the, right. that you know, so it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. I think Mm-mm. it's happening. And I think it's like what they, um, what Sean said about, you know, what people say about inside the building is more important than what we think on the outside. I don't think I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Staley's just fine. Everyone just wants to yell and scream because he has Justin Herbert and he's not winning anything with him. So right. let's have a year of winning and then everyone will shut up. Yeah. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Thier Kadir, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Ulysses Pineta Fong. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Hi guys. I have a problem. Maybe someone can help. Ever since the news of Herbert getting his contract extension, I can't seem to get my weenie to go down. It's in a constant (laughs) state of excitement, and I'm very worried that it may not go down for the next seven years. (laughs) What do I do? It's beginning to cause problems in my daily life. 
knocking things over all the time and having it hit the steering wheel every time I turn it. <laughs> I have to wear all my pants with the zipper open. I guess it could be worse like being a Raider fan. I hope someone out there can relate to my issues since it's so f***ing awesome that we locked up our QB and we are going to take a dump on all our opponents' faces, BTFU! <laughs> Oh, he took a turn there at the end. That was awesome. Uh, Ice. Ice, ice, baby. (laughs) It's cold. It's cold. Yeah, that'll bring the swelling down, as they say. Um. (laughs) Well, I'm glad here you're so happy. Yeah. Um, But seven years, man. It's a long Long time. time. (laughs) Sounds like a curse. Cold showers, I think, is... uh, Cold showers, Tuck it in the waistband. You'll be good to go. Um, good luck. This <laughs> is Banana Bong. <laughs> Thank you for asking the question. I just love the turn at the end, and your your performance was great. Yeah. Let's move it on now to FN Dooley, <laughs> who asked the question. Love to hear all the emphasis being put on tackling. Hate to admit that we're not a good tackling team, but it's true. Even now when I write this, I am reminded of Derwin almost killing Austin Doolin last year. I swear, go back and watch some of the vintage stuff. Junior Seau, Eric Weddle, Sean Phillips, Lorenzo Neal, Merriman, and many others. I know safety is an issue, but when you watch the old tape, you can tell opposing teams didn't even want to catch the ball. I look at Joey, Derwin, and Khalil and think, OMG, those three guys are beasts. What more do you need? I would love to see this team really take a step up in not only tackling, but in just knocking the crap out of people again. So here's my question. Past or present, who is your favorite knock-the-crap-out-of-somebody player for the Chargers? This was a tough one for me, but I go first. I'm going to take Junior off the board. Met the guy once so heavily biased. 1995, Kansas City versus San Diego. Junior stops Marcus Allen midair. One of the most brutal collisions I ever witnessed in football. Something you cannot unsee. Good question. Yeah, yeah some Junior hard tacklers. All, I think he's NFL all-time, one of the greatest tacklers. Yeah, yeah he was crazy. No so, doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go first. I know what I it's going to be. And I don't want to lose I know what it's going to be. Because this guy, he just wouldn't play in the NFL anymore. I but it's you're who say. you're talking about. It's Rodney Harrison. He was just the man. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a safety that's willing to take someone's head off over the middle, mm. but also fly down into the box and make a tackle on a Jerome Bettis in the hole. So mm. you just, the just those types of players, like, yeah, big linebackers are awesome, but that's what they're, that's what, like, they're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, like safeties that are willing to go and thump, like, that's going above and beyond what is expected. And that's what makes you like a real difference maker. That's why when you talk about linebackers, like tackling should be, that's just bread and butter Automatic. what you do. But when you can get into coverage, that's when you become elite. With safeties, it's like, when you're willing to come up and thump, that's when you really change the team. Like, whoa, like Rodney's ready to come up here and hit. I better be on my, I better be on it all game too, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna, I got I to gotta go with my guy, Sean Merriman. There you go. <laughs> you got to go. With, I, I got to go with Sean. Uh, he mm-hmm. was just, a, he was an absolute freak. Um, and when he was in his prime, he was just 
devastating and would hit people so hard. Um, <laughs> just so many good highlights. If you go look up some of Sean's highlight reels people put together back in the day, he was just, he was vicious. I'll go Sean Merriman. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the present and say just Derwin James. After watching him pile drive Kelsey, it does not get much better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to lift that tight end up in the air and slam him down. That's that's as good as it could get. It's tough now, too, because the rules are so different. In order to have huge hits in this kind of football, your technique needs to be perfect. Mm. And if you're, you know, and you have to hit hard. So if you don't get flagged for a huge hit in the NFL, you're doing you are doing it perfectly, which is what Derwin where Derwin's at right now. Big time. FN Dooley, thank you for asking the question. And we go out of Ask Bold Fam with Jeebs. The D is silent. Who asked the question? Mm. Hey, yo, hey, yo, old dog. Hey, yo, like, how you doing? Hey, yo, like, uh, where's the other two guys that are always with you? You're, like, connected at the hip, you guys are. Hey, yo, maybe not always. Uh, sometimes it's just, like, one of them with you. Hey, yo, yeah, you may have, uh, have to hold it down on your own one of these days, you know? Hey, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, we all love them Duggins. Hey, yo, hey, yo, I got a joke for you. Hey, knock, knock. Who's there? Hey, Mahomes. Mahomes who? Hey, yo, exactly. Hey, I I may be born and raised in Philly, but Herbert is the real deal, baby. Hey, yo, how many touchdowns do you think he'll have? Like a thousand? Hey, yo, I'm thinking he'll break 40. He's going to take care of business this year, you know? Hey, yo, so like... uh, What's uh, his stat lines this year? You know, touchdowns, interceptions, and yards. Hey, oh, and uh, who's leading the team in touchdowns? Hey, oh, is it Eck uh, going to hold his title? Hey, oh, before I got uh, <laughs> I go, I got uh, one request for you. So, you know, give me a best. Hey, yo, Adrian. Hey, yo, Adrian. Hey, oh, not bad, Wooldog. Not bad. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the Raiders. Oh, hey, oh, okay, I love you. Bye. Oh, Jeeves. Thank you. No, Jeeves. Oh, I love that movie. All, All right. right. Stat line Herbert, 5,500 yards, yeah, we 56 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to beat the records. I'm going to, th- I'll give you my real. I think we're going to beat Peyton Manning's yardage. So let's go 54 92. <laughs> Don't know why. Sounds right. Uh, we're going to go touchdowns. <laughs> we're going to go 42 touchdowns. I think that feels good. 42 to 43. That's still MVP level season for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and then interceptions. Give him two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Utah. Wow. Throwing the ball a million times. Hot take. Two two hot take. Hot take. <laughs> it's a hot take. I mean... I don't want to say more than that, so I'm going to agree with you, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't say more yeah. than any of those numbers. <laughs> Do it, I but... dare you. You're going to look totally stupid. <laughs> yeah, you want to see what I'm about to do? Oh, what? shit. 6,000 yards, Whoa! 60 touchdowns, no picks. Suck it, oh, Kevin. Damn. Don't try to throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go shamelessly positive with the best of them. Wow. Yikes. And that's how you get to 17-0. <laughs> that's 20-0 right there, baby. Wow. I did not expect that from Kyle, but I am here for it. That was that was perfect. Um, 
All right. There it is. Jeeves. Lock it in. <laughs> Stats. 60 tutties. Thank you for asking the question. And thank you, everybody, for asking the questions here in Ask Bold Fam. We greatly appreciate all of the support you guys give us. And I think that's going to do it for this week. For Charger Chad, any final thoughts there, gentlemen? We get to watch Chargers football on Saturday, boys. I'm so excited. They're going to be at SoFi. Mm. We will be in white jerseys, but still, it's fine. they have Charger bolts on it's their fine. helmets. Come on. It's fine. And I and I just want to thank everybody who shot a happy birthday. I appreciate all you guys. It means a lot. This community, this family we have, it means a lot. So thank you guys. Appreciate you. Well, happy birthday, Kevin. V loves you here at Charger Chat too. Thank you. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hagen. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, loves you. Bye, Mr. Hagen. <laughs> Birthday boy. So <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Lights out used car lot. If you think you've got the nuts to buy a new car this weekend, shut your fucking mouth and come on down to Lights Out Used Car Lot. We got Oldsmobiles. Fuck yeah. We got Ferraris. Fuck yeah. That's it. Fuck yeah. Every car is $5,600. Holy shit. That's right, $5,600. Kelly Blue Book, shove it up your ugly ass. Carfax, shove it up your ugly ass. So come on down to Lights Out Cars. If you think you can find a better deal, go fuck yourself. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.